Welcome, everybody. This is Paul with the Discovery Ed Podcast. This week, we're going to be talking about embracing change. I know everybody loves change, but today we're going to hear from Jody in the subject, Embracing Change. Go ahead, Jody. You got the phone? All right. Thanks, Paul. Yeah, I got um, this topic from this book I was reading called 13 Things Mentally Strong People Don't Do. It's by Amy Morin. And it's kind of interesting, uh, but I'm going to kind of turn it around a little bit into something we can do. And like Paul said, we're going to talk about embracing change. And I'm going to start with a quote. It's by James Gordon. It says, it's not that some people have willpower and some don't. It's that some people are ready to change and others are not. So that's kind of an interesting take on that. So going through this, there's really six types of change. The first type of change is going to be like the all or nothing, where you decide to either completely stop doing something or not, you know. So that's a pretty easy, not too hard to understand that. The second one is habit changes. So this could be anything from sleeping habits to creating good habits like exercising or, you know, getting rid of some bad habits. Um, And with the habit change type, you got to remember there's always the possibility where you might start a good habit for a little while and then things will come and get in the way and it'll slowly slip away. Or you'll decide to quit a bad habit and then out of the blue, for some reason, you'll just revert back to that habit. Now, the next type of change is trying to do something new. So this could be a new routine. It could be a new job. Um, it could be trying a new experience, um, things like that. Uh, the fourth one is behavioral change. So this one's interesting because this will require some sort of reflection. You'll have to kind of look at something you're currently doing um, or be aware of something you're doing and then decide, you know, is this good or is this bad and whether you want to make a change on that. Uh, the fifth one is emotional change. And this one kind of has to do with how you think about things, uh, your perspective and how you're looking at it. The sixth one is going to be a cognitive change. Uh, This could be changing the way that you're thinking. Uh, It could be how you think about different situations. Um, It could be avoiding thinking of the past, uh, things that just kind of cause you to worry less. So the key to this is being ready for change, uh, like that quote said. And we covered some of the different stages to change in the past. But I'm going to kind of just briefly go into those because they're going to kind of tie into um, what I'm going to talk about later. So the five stages of change, the first one is that pre-contemplation. I know Ray talked about this one a while back in the podcast. And this is where you haven't really identified the need to change. Uh, The next one is going to be contemplation. Um, Either something happens, maybe somebody asks you a question, maybe you had some instance where there were some consequences for what you did um, or you just had an idea. That's where the contemplation comes in where you're like, hmm, maybe I'm going to change and do something different. Third step is preparation. So this has um, some action stuff involved with it. This is going to be where you're you're preparing to change. You're going to 
kind of look at some information. Maybe you're going to create a plan. Uh, maybe you're going to schedule different days that you're going to change your eating habits, whether you're going to go exercise, um, things like that, in order to kind of prepare for, like, this change uh, that you're going to take. Uh, the fourth step is the proactive, the action step. And that's where you're going to actually follow through with the plan that you made and the schedule you made and do something different. And then the fourth step is that maintenance step. This is where you're going to encounter different obstacles. Things might get in the way. Uh, you might have to reflect on the actions and the plans that you did and see if they're actually working and um, allowing you to continue on with that change. So with this change, uh, we've done some fear of change in the past, and there's always going to be, you know, that thing that's going to kind of hold us back. And some of these consequences of change are going to want us to kind of push us into making the change. So these are some consequences that if you decide, I'm just going to continue to be the same person I'm, I always have, these will be some of the things that will kind of start to show up in that contemplating phase um, that may push you to decide, hey, I need to do something different. Um, so there's six of these. The first one is um, being stuck. So a lot of people um, I work with and a lot of people I see, they just do the same routines. They're just stuck doing the same old, same old, right? You have that saying? Uh, they're stuck in a rut. They're going to this job. They're not happy. It's going to kind of lead to some depression. And sometimes it gets bad enough where people are just like, I can't do this anymore. And they decide to make a plan to do something different. Uh, the second one is if you don't change, you're not going to learn anything new. Uh, the world's going to change around us. Things are going to be changing. And if we don't kind of keep up with some of these changes, we're just going to be left in the dust. Um, so that's another good reason to embrace change. Um, a good example of that is like um, new technologies that come out. I remember when I talked to Paul Way in the beginning, he kept talking about, you know, hey, I want to, I want to get this radio station so we can, we can broadcast on the radio. And yet here we are doing this podcast where with technology, we put this out and it broadcasts to the whole world, not just the local area. So there's a, a good example of learning new things. Uh, the third one is your life's not going to get better. Um, so as we go through life, we run into certain problems. And there's a, a bunch of different things we can do to solve these problems. And if we're just scared to make any change or do anything different, we're just going to be stuck in the, the same old, same old, you know. Uh, the fourth one is you're not going to develop better habits. Um, a lot of times when we're, as we're growing up, we'll learn that maybe eating fast food every day isn't the best thing for us. Uh, maybe, you know, eating certain snacks or maybe certain different foods that we eat or drinks have stuff in them that's not necessarily good for us. Um, so without embracing this change, we're not going to actually learn this stuff and understand that maybe we should cut some of these things out. Uh, the fifth, fifth one is people are going to outgrow us. Uh, so if we have a close partner or somebody that's embracing change and they're learning new things, they're changing their job, they're doing different habits, 
if we're just stuck doing the same thing, they're going to kind of grow and they're going to advance and they're going to learn things and they might just get bored of the same old person that we are. So it's good to change and improve ourselves um, for that reason. And the last one is uh, the, the longer you wait to change, the harder it's going to get. And it just goes into habits. Like the longer you do a good habit, the easier it is to keep doing that same habit. Um, but the same example is like the longer you smoke or drink or things like that, the harder it is to quit. So the best reason to change now and not procrastinate is it'll be easier to do now than wait till later. So those are some, some of those good reasons to change. So what does that mean? It means we need to, to take some action, right? So we have the, the discover it method, the three-step process. And I'm going to go through a bunch of things that will help us go through this process to allow us to embrace change and actually make those changes at the end. And our first one is to identify, right? So identifying what we need to change. This is going to require like an honest appraisal. Um, creating a list of like some of our habits. Maybe we have a good idea of what things we might want to change. So we can look at those, make a list of all the pros and cons, which things are good about them, which things are bad, and why we think we want to cut them out. And the key to this is like an honest appraisal. Uh, a lot of times we, we might be doing a bad habit and we kind of tailor tailor the pros and cons to meet you know, what we, what we think we want to do where we're like, well, maybe it's not that bad. So it's always good to, when you're making this list, uh, to kind of get a second opinion. Um, and then we need to identify our emotions related to these also. This is going to re- require a sense of awareness to think about why do we have the feelings about this, whatever habit thing like that, um, that's really interfering with our logical sense of what, um, what's really good for us. So we need to kind of be a, pay attention to our emotions and think about, you know, is this, does it make us nervous to start a new job, even though it's going to be a, a better experience, or to start a new relationship, or to um, go out and meet new people? Um, do we, you know, feel exhausted thinking about, I got to do something different. Uh, a good example is like flying. Uh, if you haven't flown and gone through an airport, you know, and on a regular basis, it hasn't been a long time. Sometimes that whole process can be real um, kind of exhausting. Like you got to get there early. There's so many different steps. You got to make sure that you don't accidentally bring something you're not supposed to. Um, there's all these different signs you got to read, making sure you're getting in, going even close to the right gate where your plane is, like there's a lot of things. And if you don't make good preparation to do that, that change is going to be, you know, kind of cause a lot of anxiety. So um, that's an example of things that we, when we create these habits, those will kind of go away. Um, Oh, other emotions I was talking about is um, being scared. Some people are scared that, well, it's not quite that bad now. Maybe if I do this, I'll fail and things will get even worse. Or they're sad that they're going to have to give up something. If I start this new thing, I'm not going to have enough time. I'm going to have to give up some of this. 
Um, they might have some sort of uncomfortability with just admitting that maybe there's even a problem that exists. Um, and this happens sometimes with people that are stuck in addiction and recovery. That's kind of one of the first processes where, you know, admitting that you have a problem that you might feel a little uncomfortable even doing that. So that gets us into the identifying those emotions and things like that and our problems. The next step is to confront. So we need to, one, confront all those emotions I just talked about and work on those and make sure they don't interfere and get in, in the way of us actually making a decision to change. Um, one of the feelings we need to get rid of is, you know, I don't feel like it. Like sometimes I don't feel like getting up early and going to the gym. So we kind of got to balance our emotions with our rational thinking. Like you might not feel like it right now, um, but you know that you've made a decision to do this change and then you're going to follow through and kind of override your emotions in order to make that change. Um, a lot of times that, you know, that rational thinking, it's really going to make us feel better and help motivate us because it's really going to give us the best change, you know, over the course of the long run, you know, it's going to require a little bit of tolerance to deal with this discomfort in the beginning, but in the long run, it's going to be beneficial. Um, so once we can confront those emotions and those, and the things we need to change, the last step is being proactive, you know, so managing our internal thoughts is a big one. You know, we got to look at the different things and then be aware of those emotions and habits and things like that in order to make a change. And the internal thoughts are always going to be there trying to work against you, right? And, you know, it's, it's going to have you create that self-talk in your head where you, you might start to try to make this change and your internal thought, your it's going to be like, oh, this is never going to work. This was a dumb idea. Or you'll be like, I can't, I can't handle this. This is too stressful. Or this is going to be too hard. Or, you know, this just isn't going to work out. Things like that. All these things um, are going to tie into and try to hold you back. And some of that's going to come up from your past program conditioning. You're going to be like, well, I've tried to make this change before. Um, I've tried to quit smoking before, and it just never worked out. So all these things we're going to really have to battle and be proactive about. And when any of those different thoughts, internal thoughts come up, you know, you got to remember that, like, what to, what to do when you're on fire. You got to, it should be a red flag to stop, drop, and roll and inter, intervene with your internal thought and say, I'm going to do this anyway. So once we can overcome those emotions, uh, another part of being proactive is, you know, creating a plan for success. So once we have a plan in, a plan in, in place, we can start chopping at it and breaking it up into smaller steps. You know, we want to focus on what we can do today and then what we can do as we plan for the future uh, to accomplish these smaller goals. And we did a podcast on, on goals a while back, and that has a lot of more tips for, for creating goals. So with um, thinking about what we can do today, um, it's, it's good to kind of remind yourself or think about that on a daily basis. Uh, for, for me, like having kind of a healthy mindset, I tried to 
think about that throughout the day. Like maybe I'll take the long way as I'm walking around or like at work, I'll, I'll choose to take the stairs instead of the elevator. So making those conscious daily choices and always keeping that in your mind is going to, is going to help you follow through with your plan. So unless you're dealing with like that all or nothing type of change, um, you can break up any of your different items into like smaller steps. So here, here are five different steps that are help will help you break down how to work the change in to whatever you decide. And the first one I kind of mentioned already is, you know, create a goal. It could be a, a 30 day goal. It could be a six month goal, uh, things like that. Something that's realistic. Uh, you might want to run that by someone else just to see like, Hey, is this, is this a realistic goal? And sometimes they may want to see, like, well, well, what's your plan to get there and how much effort are you willing to put in for that to be a realistic goal? The next step is to have a solid um, behavior changes. So w- when you make this list, kind of have some, like, non-negotiables. Um, if you say you're going to go to the gym three times a week, then make sure you follow through with that plan. And so that each day you can actually move closer and closer to your goal. Um, a good example of that, and we'll talk about it. I'll talk about that later. So the third step is um, anticipating obstacles. So this is good because sometimes things come up that really get in the way. Um, so it's good to anticipate these obstacles and just say, instead of just saying, I'm going to deal with it when I get there. Um, I'm using a lot of gym references here because it kind of works, but you really can tailor these to just about anything. But anticipating obstacles would be something like, let's say what you could ask yourself, what am I going to do if I get a flat tire on my way to the gym? Well, you could be like, well, if I get a flat tire, I'll do push-ups in between changing my tire or something like that. You know, plan ahead so you know what you're going to do in the event something comes up um, that's going to kind of roadblock you from your goal. And the fourth one is uh, establishing an accountability, uh, whether it's a friend, family, somebody that supports you, um, let them know what your goals are. Let them know what your plan is so they can kind of follow through like, Hey, how's that going? Like, did you go to the gym today? Did you do this today? Things like that um, is always good. And the most important person to be accountable to is yourself. So writing down, what you did today to reach your goals, uh, uh, keep a journal, things like that. And that goes along with the last step, which is monitoring your progress, uh, keeping a record of like things that you've achieved. Um, if you have these different goals and achievements um, for steps towards your, let's say your six month goal, write those down, maybe put these achievements like, Hey, I did this. This is the first step I needed to do to move on. Uh, maybe put those on your wall, um, look through them, and use those different progress steps and achievements to kind of motivate you uh, to continue towards your goal. And with monitor progress, it'll also help you know if maybe you're slipping off track. And when I was talking about uh, earlier is in 2016, I did this running thing where I, I was running – I wanted to run 2016 miles in 2016. So I made a, I made a tracker and I knew that exactly how many miles I had to do each day in order to reach my goal. 
So there were some obstacles in there that would cause me to miss some different goals or miss some days of running. So I'd have to kind of modify those. And then there's some days I'd run more and some days I'd run less, but I didn't really anticipate how many days I really was going to end up not being able to run. Um, I didn't anticipate getting sick. I didn't anticipate, um, you know, having injuries, things like that. So like what happened in the end is that when I was monitoring my progress, I had to keep modifying it and changing it. Um, cause I didn't really anticipate those problems and it allowed me to still make my goal, but I had to closely monitor and closely change the steps to, in order to accomplish that goal. Um, so along with this being proactive is, is kind of taking action. So one of the things you may have heard is, you know, dress for the job you want. So when you have like a habit you want to change, you have to kind of behave like you don't do that habit or behave like you do that habit. Uh, for instance, if somebody asks you like, oh, you must work out, right? You can say like, yeah, I do work out or, you know, no, I don't do that anymore. Things like that. You got to mentally change your mindset into allowing you to be like the person you want to be. Um, if you're healthier, um, it could include getting water and you, people may ask you, or you could just volunteer be like, yeah, I just, I don't drink soda anymore. I haven't drank soda in a while, things like that. And, you know, once you identify as the type of person you want to be, um, it'll help you make that change better. Uh, oftentimes you hear people do the opposite of this, where they're like, oh, I wish I was healthier, or I wish I didn't do this, or I wish I had more money, things like that. And that's as far as they get. They just stop. They don't really look at it in a way that they can change to be the person they want to be. And so, you know, life is a limited time offer. You know, time is running out. So act now while supplies last. All right. Thanks, Paul. Thank you very much, Jody. Really appreciate that uh, fantastic presentation. Change is something else, I'll tell you. You know, people don't realize that uh, they don't know that they don't know about their life, that there's a possibility to change. You know, they don't realize there's a whole new world out there other than what they've been living, you know. They've become so accustomed to thinking and feeling and believing that this is all there is, you know. They fear change. You know, they they don't know what to expect. You know, they're afraid if they decide to make a change in life that their family or friends won't agree with them. You know, therefore, they fear not being accepted. You know, lots of times people don't believe that they deserve anything better than what they've been experiencing their whole life but if just like ray and just like you jody um you you had an opportunity you took that opportunity and took a chance and look at both of you you know ray in the past 10 years has you know changed his life in many many different ways and so have you jody uh it's amazing the changes that the both of you have made and uh, let me let me go to uh, Ray. Are you there, Ray? I'm here, Paul. What's up? 
what a, from the beginning 10 years ago until now, what are some of the changes in your life that you've embraced and really become uh, achieve the success that you before didn't realize that you could have? Uh, <clears throat> I'll try to narrow them down to the the very uh, the most important. Uh, one of them was with finances. The way I deal with finances, look at finances, I had a very much a state of uh, was in a, like a survival mode. You know, I didn't think that I thought I had, had to fight really hard to get bare minimum. So somewhere in there, I was accepting that is my position in life or where I was at the time. That's a major change that, you know, caused me to go from night and day in terms of how I, uh, you know, would I allow into my life what I choose types of people I choose to have around me, the type of actions that I do on a daily basis, I feel were, uh, uh, there was a major shift there because of that, uh, just changing how I thought about money, what it meant to save money and the changes that that can, uh, help you to have in your life. Um, another major change was, Realizing that you have to do the work each and every day, no matter what level you get to, no matter uh, how much you learn, you've got to get up every day and put in the work to make your day great. You have to put in the work to overcome the things that want to keep you complacent or keep you moving in, uh, backwards. You have to put in the work in order to, um, to you know, get something done when you'd rather sat down, you'd rather made an excuse, you'd rather focus on all your shortcomings, and that's why you can't get these things done. Well, each and every day, it's a matter of just how much you do, how much you're willing to put and invest in yourself. Um, and the moment you you slip into, you know, hoping, wishful, I, I did away with that a while ago, saying, you know, there's no use hoping and wishing that things go your way. You're either going to get up and you're going to work for it or you're, or you're not. And it's, uh, <clears throat> it's, it's pretty obvious which, what you're going to get depending on what choice you make. But I think that's one of the things we do is lie to ourselves, hoping and wishing that maybe there's an easier way. You know, that if there's a God, he wouldn't want us to have to work so hard, you know, those sorts of things. But, the reality just is, and it's not a sad thing or something to uh, to dwell on or be, be upset about, but that since we all have freedom each and every day, the option is ours. We have perfect freedom, capability, opportunities all there if we were to focus on what's important to us and do it. It's not always easy, but at least every day we're, we're granted another shot uh, to whether we do it or not. And also, you know, looking into, like, with the uh, confront, identify, or identify, confront, be proactive, you can utilize that that tool in order to break these things down, you know. Um, it's often some way that we're looking at it or some sort of belief system that's keeping us repeating the same things to where we, uh, you know, the, at the slightest setback we become, 
overwhelmed with emotion because we fear that we might not ever be able to succeed in all these things. Well, you got to confront each one of those belief systems. It's, it's a battle that you have to show up to every day. You have to sharpen the sword. You have to go out to battle. It, it's nowhere around it. And that was a big change for me because now whether I'm feeling up or down or tired, I know it's up to me to make sure I get enough sleep, to make sure I get my food, to make sure I set my priorities, to make sure I put forth the effort and push forward all my goals and things that are important to me. I don't hope or wish that it all come together. I don't hope it'll get easier. I just wake up with the mindset and the accountability and responsibility uh, to to do my best, to, to do what no one else is going to do for me, you know. No one's coming. It's just me and what I decide to do. And that determines who I am. That determines what I become. Nothing else does. Not chance, not luck any of that. So um, I think that's a major change that when it clicked for me, uh, I put the power back in my hands and not in whatever the day, the day might bring, because really even whatever the day might bring is subject to how much work you put into a positive mindset. How serious do you take that? How, how often do you question whether you're coming from an old pattern or if you created a new one and then, and that's what's acting uh, at the forefront of your, your decision-making. That's Even that is work that is uh, yours to do. And uh, that's a, that was a major, major shift for me. Um, also, interacting with other people. Um, I'm grateful for the... the the mindset and the outlook that each individual is going through their own thing. You have, there's no way you can know completely or understand what they feel or what they think or how it's come to that. And sure enough, regardless of how it looks on the outside, they'd love to be at peace. They would love to be happy. Some don't even believe it's possible anymore for them. Some think that you had to have been born into it or have enough money to find it. So it's, sad for them, you know, no matter what they do, what horrible things they do. Um, it's, it's sad that they couldn't figure out and find peace sooner because from a place of love and peace, you don't, you don't do those things. So um, just developing that mindset so that I can interact with people more openly and compassionately. I used to have a fear of dealing with people and strangers and feeling like they got who knows what kind of mess hidden behind the curtain that I just didn't want to get involved and be, you know, uh, subject to that madness. But in reality, all, all along was a fear of my own weakness to set boundaries and, and be disciplined in how I live my life and take full responsibility for how I conduct myself. Because when I do that, there's nothing to fear. There's just people that could use some help. And if you have it into in you to, to, to spill over into that situation, it's beautiful to be able to do so but nobody can make you do anything. So there's nothing to fear. Um, and just that shift in how I think about people versus thinking of, think to, thinking of them as maybe threat uh, to some sort of peace I've, I've uh, attempted to maintain for myself from a survival state of mind. Um, that was a major shift for me in how I interact with people. It's night and day. Um, 
think those are the three big biggest ones that shape who I am today. And it took a lot of work to change each and each one of those areas. We talked a lot in episodes past about self love and emotions and a lot this is the results of a lot of that work that we were just talking about and I was just struggling to get a hold of. And I know now who I am today and the way I think now is a result of, of a lot of that. And uh, I'm, I'm grateful for that. That was a big, I mentioned that because you can go back recent and you can follow the, you can track the progress pretty much and see that it's not coming from just, I uh, read something in a book or on a, uh, a uh, social media post and it just had an epiphany. It's, it's uh, a lot of struggle and work. You struggle with something instead of quitting, instead of running and hiding, you get up and you face it over and over until that thing becomes uh, in the background, you know, because I, I believe we don't completely, these things don't completely disappear. We just learn to manage them. We learn to live with them so that they're not running our life. Um, so that's some major shifts. For me, I'm, I'm grateful, 100%. And I, I commit each day to wake up and, and, and to uh, fight that fight again. That's how I'm maintaining this this mindset and this space right now is uh, holding true to that and holding on to that philosophy to get up. And it's on you. And the moment you say that's too much or you don't want you're free to give up and just let life come down on you with everything it's got more than welcome to do that you know we're all free to do what we ultimately choose to do but um actually fighting is not so bad once you once you accept it it's reality um more like a puzzle it's just a, a game of chess so those are some changes i've gone through and that have made a world of difference in my life thank you very much uh ray um I agree that uh, with you and with uh, Jody, the uh, fear of change, you know, is such a terrible uh, emotional state. And uh, the presentation that you did tonight, Jody, and uh, the input uh, presentation that you also gave, Ray, about your past 10 years, a lot of good information, a lot of good points that I think that uh, a lot of the uh, audience will be able to use and to uh, start identifying and using the three-step program, identifying, confronting, becoming proactive, so that they can change, so that their life is a lot different than what they thought it could ever be. Um, anything else the audience would like to uh, say before we get off tonight? Okay, gang, uh, don't forget next Thursday night, tell your friends, relatives, and enemies, uh, call 518-992-10335 and use access code 655-145. Y'all each be real and see you next Thursday night at 730. Bye now.